cleared only to Salah. Straight back into the danger area, and Virgil van Dijk scores his first league goal for Liverpool that might just be the one that keeps them at the top of the table for Christmas. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Liverpool. This time we're going to be analysing, going over the Wolves game. It was a Friday night football just before Christmas and Liverpool had the chance to go top of the league at Christmas. That was a real opportunity before Man City played to lay down a marker uh, and get to the top of the league and have a great Christmas for all Liverpool fans and, and for all the Liverpool players. And that's that's exactly what happened. It was a It was a game that many before the game thought would be difficult. Some of the bigger teams have gone to Molyneux this season and have struggled. And I thought it would be difficult for us, but I definitely thought we would come out and win. And that's exactly what we did. It was um, a tense, tense-ish first half. Uh, the goal really helped settle us down, I think. But actually, Wolves came into the game, particularly in the second half of the first half. But in the second half, we really shut it down, um, controlled the game. Uh, you know, in the end, actually, it was a you know a fairly comfortable result. But it wasn't. It wasn't that way in the first half, and actually. Salah's goal, which came from a, from great play from, I think it was Mane and Fabinho out on the right, and then Fabinho got a ball across across the penalty box, and Salah running onto it flicked the ball with the outside of his left foot, and I don't think it was appreciated how difficult that technique was. He was kind of running full pelt towards the ball, and he kind of used his ankle on his left leg to kind of just flick the ball uh, towards the goal, and it was a yeah, it was a great it was a great little flick, um, and a, and a really important time in the game because we were kind of dominating the ball but we hadn't caused too many problems for their goalkeeper Rui Patricio so it was a good time to get the goal settle our nerves but actually then as I said earlier in at the end of second at the end of the first half we were struggling particularly with the long diagonal balls um, but you know we held out which we've done so many times this season and in the second half we solidified our position we took control of the ball and the game was really settled when there was a corner played in from the left and it came back out and as, as everyone was pushing back out Virgil van Dijk had the presence of mind to head back into the box and Salah clipped a great ball over and, and the big man got a nice foot to it um, just past past the Wolves goalkeeper and made it 2-0 and we really quite comfortably after that saw the game out you know if you were to if you were to ask me about two three seasons ago one of the things that Liverpool definitely could improve on was the ability to see out games and in the last 20-ish minutes of the Wolves game, we really did that. You know, there were a couple of chances, there always will be, but we did really well to control the game. You know, Wijnaldum could have scored right, right at the end to make it 3-0, but that game management part of our game was really, really good. And that was something I was really impressed by. So we, top of the league at Christmas, that's an absolutely fantastic result. Unbeaten at Christmas, um, even better. And I think seven goals conceded as well. So it's, all of the stats are, are piling up in the right, in the right way, for Liverpool here and there are a couple of things about the way we played at Wolves which I think is really promising and exciting as we head into the second half of the season and the first point of that is that Klopp seems to at the moment at least favour this 4-2-3-1 formation where we have two sitting players and in the Wolves game it was Fabinho and Henderson with Cater playing on the left Firmino in behind Salah and then Mane on the right. Mane kind of going back to the position that he used to play back at Southampton and that he used to play in his first season at Liverpool before Mo Salah came on board. So it was really interesting because it actually worked quite well. I thought the balance of Fabinho and Henderson, they were very complementary. I think Henderson is a lot more defensive-minded than Fabinho and he kind of held the anchor really. And Fabinho was also kind of helping him out. But actually Fabinho is a lot more, or looking 
a lot more to, to pass the ball forward, you know, to break up play further up the pitch. And I think it, it worked really well. And it'd be interesting to see over the next coming games as Klopp has to rotate, whether he keeps with Fabinho and Henderson or whether he keeps with that formation of having two sitting players. And I think that really works against um, against kind of weaker opposition because then it lets us get four players you know, attacking rather than three up front and then everyone else kind of sitting. But I think in the big games, he will revert back to the three in midfield because I think he, I think Klopp prefers that as it gives him, I guess, more um, solidity in the, in the midfield, particularly in the big games where, you know, we can be attacked uh, probably a bit more. But I think the four-two-three-one formation worked really well and I'm excited to see how it works over the next couple of weeks uh, in the Newcastle game next up. At home, I'll be interested to see how that formation works at home, whether that means our creative players are a bit more creative, whether that helps them. So I'm really interested to see how that works out. And on the on the note of that formation, another player who had an absolutely standout game following on from his f- fantastic performance in the United game was Fabinho. He again was great at breaking up play. He did make a couple of loose passes in the first half. Um, people thought, oh no, maybe it was a one game thing. But actually... As the game as the game went on, he really came into his own. He got this. He got another assist for the Salah's first goal, along with the one he got for Mane last week. And so he's really showing that he's got that attacking part to his game, even though he is a deep lying midfielder. So it's really promising because we need people to help chip in both with goals and assists from from around the team. And so having him get some great assists is, is really great for him, and also really great for the team. And he he's really proving why. You know, we paid something like 40 plus million for someone. And, you know, I think he's 23, 24. So he's not, you know, he's not that old. But someone who, you know, got a lot of headlines at Monaco. And actually, I don't think many teams were really interested in him in the summer. But now you read headlines about PSG, you want to take him on loan. He's he's getting the attention of some of the bigger teams. And I think Liverpool did a really, really good job to secure him in, in the summer. And now, you know, he's part of this project. He's part of this project in Liverpool. He sees what we're doing. And I think it's very, very unlikely that he would leave, uh, particularly based on the position we're at. You know, we're still in the Champions League. We're top of the league. You know, he. I think he knows he's part of something special. So I don't, I don't see any worry about him leaving or anything like that. And I think he's really settled into the team now. And he's kind of becoming an integral part, particularly with some of the other injuries we have in midfield. You know, we're going to need to keep him fit. And he's a, he's a great asset great asset to the team. So this is a relatively short episode. The reason being, I think we just, we did great. You know, <laughs> that, that is, that, that is it. You know, we, we, th- there's not really much to improve on. Obviously there's, there's small things to improve on cutting out the mistakes, but I think you'll always have some of that in, in a game, but, but overall we're, we're just so solid and compact and we, we don't look threatened by weaker teams anymore. We don't look threatened by anybody. Um, we we look confident when we when we go on the pitch. Every position from from Allison to the centre backs, to the midfielders to the strikers, you know, everyone looks comfortable with what's going on, what they need to do, and that's incredibly positive and incredibly frightening if you're an opposition because we are supremely confident right now, and we are we're what six games into our eight games in December, and we've won all of them, and I think we've only conceded two or three goals in those six games. So we are in an incredibly intense period of the season and it's actually you know make or break um, as we've seen in many seasons in the past we're actually performing our best and we're peaking now which is you know an abs- absolutely fantastic and if we keep this ball rolling we've got Newcastle next and then we've got two huge games against Arsenal and Man City and if we can keep this 
momentum going. I think if we come out in the middle of January, still top of the league and still clear of Man City, I think that would be an absolutely fantastic position for us to be in. So, as always, I end, end the podcasts with a shout-out to Klopp. Um, the shout-out to Klopp isn't really a shout-out to Klopp this week. It's a kind of a, a hooray for Klopp, but one player who I want to see perform because I know he's good and I know he can score, but for me at least, he's just incredibly frustrating to watch sometimes, and that is Sadio Mane. We saw what he can do. You know, the Man United goal was a great goal. But what you often see from Sadio Mane is that it's... His touch, is, his touch is one of the most things that frustrates me the most. <laughs> he's he's so talented, but his first touch is absolutely appalling. You know, in the Wolves game, it was absolutely tipping down with the rain, so, you know, there's an excuse there, and I, and I get that. But um, his touch is... His, it's so frustrating, um, and, and I want him to, to score so many goals, and he, he has so much potential to <clears throat> be bagging, you know, 15, 20 goals a season, but he lets himself down sometimes with his finishing and his first touch, so... The shout-out this week is to Mane, not to Klopp, but just to get a bit tighter and cleaner. You know, we, we may need these goals in a game where things really aren't going our way and Mane gets one chance. So the shout-out this week is to Mane. Keep doing what you're doing, but just, just work on some of those small things. Uh, and, you know, you'll be, I'm sure you'll be, you're already a great Liverpool player, but to become an even better Liverpool player, um, that's my, my shout-out to Mane. So onwards and upwards next to Liverpool. So the next game is at home against uh, Newcastle on Boxing Day the busy festive fixtures don't stop um, I think Liverpool's <clears throat> Liverpool haven't had too bad of a, a fixture list over this Christmas period so we had five days between the United and the Wolves game and I think we've got another four or five days between the Wolves game and the Newcastle game so there is a you know a period of time where we can do some you know rehab um and get the players all kind of ready rather than in previous years where we've had a game and two days later we've had another game and then another game and, and our players have just looked shattered. Um, so this year the fixture list has been favourable to us and I hope we capitalise on that and can walk away from nine points for the next three games we have over the Christmas period before we face Wolves again in the FA Cup at the beginning of January. So Newcastle are home, Rafa's coming back to, to Anfield. Newcastle are having a strange season. I think they are one of those teams that... It's either going to go one way where we, we, we beat them comprehensively or it's going to go another way where they cause us a lot more problems than we thought. You know, players like Rondon. Rondon's one of those really frustrating players. He's like, he'll go silent and then he'll have one game where he's great and he'll be like, oh my God, why does he play for a top team? But he only does that once every so often. So hopefully Van Dijk and Lovren can um, keep a handle on, on Rondon. And I think, I think, again, we should, at home, we should comfortably beat Newcastle. So I'm looking forward to that game. I don't believe it's on Sky uh, here in the UK. Um, there are many, many games to watch. So I hope you guys enjoy uh, the festive fixtures. And this is the last Let's Talk Liverpool before Christmas. So I hope you have a great Christmas. And I'll catch you again on Boxing Day for a review of the Newcastle game.